Okay, good morning everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live. Uh, of course, now today it is Monday the 23rd of January. Hope you're all keeping well. Good to have you with us. Uh, let's dive straight into things if that's okay. We'll start as always with our risk warning. Just take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning currently up on screen. And um, just as a quick introduction, all profitable traders need to consider, of course, uh, uh, trade selection. Which market should we be focusing our attentions on? And probably more importantly, why are we focusing on those particular markets? Uh, where do we then enter and exit these markets? Uh, how do we manage risk uh, and work out what our monetary exposure is per trade? Um, how do we manage each trade to a successful outcome? So risk management and trade management are very different topics and trading psychology as well uh, an important element uh, when trading markets and we address these considerations in a very live dynamic environment every single day in our live trade rooms uh, we are strong advocates of being consistent in our trading approach uh, accurate with the levels we use disciplined with our capital and of course be patient as well all important uh, features so let's get straight into it then. We'll start, of course, by doing uh, some of our fundamental analysis. So um, I, I think it's probably worth just taking a little step back, actually, towards the end of last week. And it, well, sorry, probably the middle of last week where we were focusing on, um, where are we? Yeah, these PPI numbers. So um, without sort of confusing you too much, the narrative over the last few months has been bad news is good news. So if you get some bad economic data, it's actually good news because it, it just implies that the Fed are going to pivot a little bit more on their rate hiking cycle. So, uh, and that's really probably the main, um, the main influence on these markets is pretty much Fed monetary policy rate decisions. So, um, so what we saw briefly on, on uh, Wednesday of last week was actually PPI numbers, which is the prelude to CPI. So it's the it's the input costs for um, for producers. Uh, obviously, if they go up, they'll pass that on to the consumer and we pay bigger prices. But what we saw is bad news. So we saw this these uh, these inflation numbers coming down, um, which is it, it's broadly good news, isn't it? When you think about it, inflation is coming down a little bit, uh, very much in line with Fed expectations. Um, but this was their main driver. And not instantly, it was a couple of hours later, was, was the retail sales numbers coming in. Uh, again, bad news, um, but there was the, the, the market reaction was very much focused on the recession, it seemed. Now, that, that created a bit of an opportunity for us as traders because uh, we were still looking to stick with the bad news is actually good news for these markets. And um, we didn't see that. We saw a separation of that. And we thought, okay, that's quite interesting. Um, and then as we finished out the week, there was nothing of any major concern for us. Uh, so let's, let's just move over to this week's trading. So we've got a pretty, so today is a bank holiday in China, uh, tomorrow as well. Um, 
for the Chinese New Year. So um, of the Spring Festival. Um, so there's is it all week long? China's out. Yeah. Okay. So it's a week off for for, for in China. Um, so what else do we have to deal with in these markets? So today, not a huge amount. To be fair, we'll, we'll be hearing from Christine Lagarde later on due to speak at the Dutch Force uh, annual reception. Okay, um, shouldn't be of any major concern. So now we're seeing some economic data come through. Manufacturing services, uh, PMI numbers. Um, we'll be hearing from the Bank of Canada. It's a, it's a holiday in Australia as well on Wednesday. So a bit of a quieter trading day on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, GDP numbers. It looks like we're going to see slightly softer GDP than previous, um, probably in line with the fact that prices, uh, inflation has come down from 9.1 to 6.5. So that will probably impact GDP quite considerably. I mean, we're still in very decent, profitable GDP numbers. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, and we're finishing with core PCE price index. So is this is a, an indicator, an inflation indicator that uh, the Fed are you know, really take a strong look at. Um, and you can see potentially we're seeing sort of this price index just tick slightly higher. Um, so that would be a little bit of a concern for the Fed, who want to keep heights, we want to keep rates longer, uh, higher for longer, uh, whereas the market doesn't really believe that they will be able to do that. Okay, so the question is, what what opportunities does that give us as traders? And uh, unfortunately, we're, for, for us, I mean, those of you that were trading with us last week, you'll be very familiar um, that we were waiting for these markets to kind of turn around and we saw that turnaround Friday evening, um, really quite aggressive turnaround in the latter part of the trading evening. Now, of course, we're not at our desk or anything of that nature. So uh, two, four, sort of five hours of really quite bullish price action, uh, you know, after the European Open. So this is one of these situations which was uh, which we were waiting very, very patiently for. Um, but we're not able to, to sort of close out or, or, I suppose, get into those trades in the first place. So this was the move we were looking for. Let me just, uh, and uh, as you know, we weren't interested in the sell trade. <clears throat> it was the, the breakout of the this price action, which would have uh, interest us. So there's your little strong breakout move in the latter part of the trading day. Now, it must be said, we are very much running and, and pulling back. This would have been a, 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 an entry and an exit. We would have probably looked to, um, we would have probably hit perhaps close to two times our risk and we're running into resistance up these levels. So we'd be looking to take profit around these highs uh, if, if we were obviously in the trade. So a trade missed there uh, and it was that, it was that kind of arbitrage type trade where the markets were reacting in a in a strange manner. Uh, we didn't want to get into it. It came all the way back to previous support. Again, this is on the daily time frame. So we had the initial move, which we were able to benefit from. 
And then these prices, you know, they topped out up at these highs, came back very much in line with this level in here, uh, which is exactly what we'd want to see. And then we started to see the turnaround begin to kick in and uh, we've run back into these resistance levels. So the market, believe it or not, is moving quite technically. It's moving in a very technical fashion. So uh, that's, um, that's important to just to know. So, so we're probably back on track really with, with this uh, kind of arbitrage type trade where we didn't quite believe what the market was, was doing and uh, wanted the price action to act and behave in a certain way, which it did. Um, unfortunately, we just weren't there to pull the trigger. Exact same sort of analysis really with the S&P, uh, with the NASDAQ. So there's, there's a lot more opportunity for upside potentially in, in the NASDAQ trades. Um, earnings are going to feature quite significantly again this week. There's going to be some hits. There's going to be some misses. And broadly, it's just going to... Um, a lot of the drivers with this was uh, was Netflix, you know, uh, increased subscribers there on Friday, and uh, we're going to get we're going to get those that are, are positive, uh, those that are negative in terms of earnings and uh, whether they're in line with uh, expectations uh, across the board. Um, U.S. oil, there's sort of a lack of clarity really. Um, let's go through these one at a time. So indices, our, our bias is broadly to the upside still for now. Um, that, that may change. We didn't really get the, the move in, in the Dow that we would have expected. We're still, if you look at the monthly high and the monthly low currently up on screen, you know, we're still in this, in this zone. Um, so we've, we've been in consolidation now with the with the Dow Jones um, since early November. So again, we would be very interested in the breakout of this range. Uh, the NASDAQ is slightly more kind of volatile. Slightly more aggressive and probably an we could probably look to trade further upside on the S&P 500. So let's take note of that one. So NASDAQ to the upside above the 11623, 11,623. So we'll see if we can get a trade off in this and potentially up to the, uh, we've got the, the 200 period moving average, which is a big, big indicator. So hopefully we might get a, a decent trade off there. So looking at the FTSE, um, we'd actually like it to come back a little bit more if we could into the monthly high, and then that would give us a better platform in which to start buying. Same situation for the DAX. We'd like to see a corrective move if we could. We're just sort of trading up at these highs. So we're not really doing a huge amount just yet. Uh, the Nikkei, uh, looking a little bit more positive, um, there is sort of a lot of choppy price action built in there. Um, and as you can see, the, the, the length of time we've been drifting sideways in the Nikkei now, it would have to go back to January uh, early last year. For the whole year, we've been in this little sideways move. So waiting for it to break lower, waiting for it to break higher. So we did get finally a breakout on Friday. No major surprise with the little bit of a boost that we've seen. 
Um, whether we kind of like it or not, we're kind of in long terms sort of periods of consolidation. We're, we're even, we can even go back to June of 2020. So we're talking about six, seven months now we're in this little sideways pattern. But this is quite interesting because we do have, if we get a corrected move and we get above 25,000, there's probably an argument that suggests that um, Bitcoin might, might benefit beyond that. So um, interesting bit of price action there in Bitcoin. Okay, so that's the equities. Uh, broadly speaking, we can probably look to trade some further upside, uh, probably more so in perhaps the NASDAQ would probably give us the, the cleanest, the, probably the better opportunity. So we do like US oil to the upside. It's, it's clearly kind of up and down. It's, there's arguments to support uh, prices to go up. There's arguments to support the prices go down. And I suppose the, the markets are broadly uh, showing us that. Um, so our bias is still to the upside for gold, uh, although we are being tested. Uh, we were tested there on Friday, failed to get above that 1935. It looks like we're rolling a little bit lower now. Um, so running into this little level in here. Well, I mean, we're still in this trade to the upside, uh, but as long as it's doing this, it's quite precarious. So um, these are one of these trades that might be worth cutting. We'll see how it plays out today. If it, if it finishes quite strong and we break out of this little uh lower trend line then it might be worth getting out of the trade but um for now we will probably just stick with it short term and see if it begins to turn back to the upside so no real buy or sell trade just yet in gold or oil we continue to monitor it so here's an interesting trade um the the weakness that's that's kicking in on the yen so we'll have a look at the dollar yen so the dollar is looking mildly stronger and then we're seeing Fairly significant weakness in the euro, euro yen and the pound yen. We probably have a slightly better opportunity in the pound yen. We're running into all these resistance levels just up at these higher levels up here. So maybe short term upside. So the yen is probably worth looking at. Um, we've got these resistance levels up here with the euro yen as well so we'll have a careful look at that and then the dollar yen is strengthening against sorry the us dollar is strengthening against the yen as well just a quick one on the euro pound just want to see if this correlation uh so yeah the euro is stronger so stronger than the pound so maybe the euro yen uh looking to trade strength versus weakness might be a, a decent opportunity Again, we're, we're kind of in long-term uh, consolidation over a good few months, five months now, six months um, in this little sideways pattern. We go back to August. Um, so, you know, if we break out above these levels, we probably suggest the euro, the euro pound could, could move into the early sort of 90s. We're just a little bit off that at the minute. So the last one is just the dollar, the US dollar. So we are seeing the euro uh, kick on eventually. We were 
we were broadly bullish uh, last week without real opportunity to get into it. And now the opportunity has kicked in overnight. So we can look for some buy trades there. You can see we've been drifting sideways for the majority of the time. So let's see if there's further upside uh, in in the dollar weakness trade. Um, the pound is running to the monthly high, previous monthly high, which is just over here. Um, a little bit of indecision since we bounced off that. We're stronger against the yen. The dollar Swiss. And Swiss is mildly stronger than the, than the dollar as well. The, the dollar and the CAD are pretty much cancelling each other out. The Aussie dollar finished positive on, on Friday in the end. Same situation with the New Zealand. So it's just uh, a little bit of dollar strength actually against the... Uh, the commodity currencies and a little bit of weakness so in terms of opportunity and, and technical opportunity I suppose the, the the clear the clear winner currently is the is the euro is the euro dollar so the 0887 uh, 0887 so the euro dollar to the upside so limited kind of opportunity really um and we've got a bit of upside down market conditions as well because the indices are also threatening and, and potentially looking looking positive um but so too is the euro against the dollar so we'd expect the indices to push higher the indices to the dollar to roll over um instead we're seeing you know some weakness in the dollar and uh and equity strength as well which is uh not a comfortable position for us we want to see that the normal correlation in play so mild risk on market conditions we definitely saw that us indice strength but at the latter part of the trading day we really struggled to get anywhere near above the 81.58 in terms of uh, a decent buying opportunity in us oil um gold really struggled to get above that 19.35 didn't stay didn't stay that that long and there was some weakness in some markets and perhaps not so much in others um, on Friday so let's put that uh, let's put today's trade plan together then um, again we can probably stick with that theme actually mild risk on market conditions um, and we'll look at look at the Nasdaq so the Nasdaq uh, by above 11,623, so that's worth looking at. Golden oil, we probably need to take a little bit of a pause on those trades just for now. And then we'll have a look at the Euro, the Euro dollar, EUR. And again, it's, it's a kind of, this is why we just want to create a bit of separation, really. The euro dollar looks like it could be a bit of a standalone trade. Looking to buy about 108.87. Okay, so, so last week was one of those kind of sort of 
difficult trading weeks, just difficult through opportunity. Um, uh, a few days of kind of erratic price action, very little progress made. And then, you know, when we got the opportunity, it was sort of six, six, seven o'clock in the evening um, on Friday night, which would be very rarely um, looking to, uh, to to get into some trades, largely because we, we would be reluctant to be holding them um, over the weekend. So um, so that's a bit unfortunate. So I suppose this, um, I've just posted a trade plan into the chat box, guys. Um, our market summary is looking for mild risk on market conditions. Uh, I think continuing really from, uh, we can actually put that word in there. Um, although they, it kind of took, took a decent amount of time. So A really continuing mild risk on market conditions. That's what we're looking for. So the Nasdaq, we're looking to buy above the eleven thousand six hundred and twenty-three, and the euro dollar, we're looking to buy above uh, the the one hundred eight eighty-seven level. Right, great stuff. So listen, on that note, guys, it's the top of the hour. Let's switch rooms. We're going to move to our live trade room now. So if you can join us for that, you can get access through your members area. Any questions, don't hesitate to post them. As always, we'll uh, we get back to you as soon as we can on those questions. And um, just to let you know, we do trade these markets live every day at 8 a.m. For, for the European trading session and again at 12.45 for the U.S. trading session. So if you can join us for those, um, those markets, then do so. Um, and for more information, just go to thelivetrader.com, just our website if you, if you are interested in learning how to trade. Great stuff. On that note, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Do take care. We look forward to seeing you next time. For everyone here, bye for now.